Welcome to Bloomsbury Central Baptist Church. It is very good to have you all with us today. Well done on making it through Storm and all the other trials of getting here. My name is Simon. I'm the minister here at Bloomsbury, and I extend the welcome of the church to you. I've been asked at this stage just to tell you a very brief amount about the building that you're in and the congregation that inhabit it. Bloomsbury has been here for 171 years on the interface between wealth and poverty, bringing justice to London. We have taken a strong stand on inclusion and we are registered for same-sex marriage. And the ethos of the service that we are here for today is the welcome of God. So see if you can spot that theme as we're going through. Uh, Just to say, if you have small children with you and they start to cry or want to play in the aisles, that's completely fine. There is no problem with that at all. If you feel you would like to take your children to the soft play area downstairs, that's available for you as well. So whatever works for you is fine by us. And just one final thing, do look out for us on Songs of Praise tomorrow afternoon. With that said, we're going to begin our worship service as we sing together the hymn, I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say. Please be seated. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labour in vain. We are gathered as a congregation of God's people to witness the joining together of Sarah and Ben in marriage. Marriage reveals the loving nature and wise purpose of God. We were all created in the image of God so that the love and community of God's own nature may be reflected in human relationships. Christian marriage is an image of the union of Christ and his church. 
Through his cross, our broken relationships with God and with one another are forgiven and healed, and we are reconciled. Our Lord Jesus Christ was himself a guest at a wedding in Cana in Galilee, and through his spirit, he is with us now to enrich our love and to give us his joy and peace. So I'm going to ask Sarah and Ben to come up onto the stage. So Sarah and Ben are now going to make the declarations that the law requires. Are you, Sarah Jane Futcher MacDonald, free lawfully to marry Benjamin Mark Hayden? I am. Are you, Benjamin Mark Hayden, free lawfully to marry Sarah Jane Futcher MacDonald? I am. Sarah and Ben, have you come here to give yourselves to each other in marriage? So let's pray. Great God of eternal love, we ask your blessing on all who seek to live in love. Bless friendships, partnerships and marriages. Bless peacemakers and harmonizers. Bless colleagues and collaborators. Bless Sarah and bless Ben. We offer this joyful day to you, knowing that we are all welcomed within your loving embrace. Amen. Amen. So now it's everybody's turn. So can I ask you to all stand, please? And I'm going to ask you to affirm this marriage. And your cue is at the end, and it will be when you all say, we will. But there's a question first. Do you, the families and friends of Sarah and Ben, give your love and blessing to this new family? Will all of you, witnessing these vows, do everything in your power to support Sarah and Ben in their marriage? We will. Excellent. You can all sit down again now. Sarah and Ben, you have to remain standing for a little while longer. So I'm going to invite Sarah and Ben to say their marriage vows. Before God and in the presence of this congregation, I give myself to you as your husband. I, Benjamin Mark Hayden, take you, Sarah Jane Futcher MacDonald, to be my wedded wife. I promise you my love, my loyalty, and my trust for as long as we both shall live. Before God and in the presence of this congregation, I give myself to you as your wife. I, Sarah Jane Futcher MacDonald, take you, Benjamin Mark Hayden, to be my wedded husband. I promise you my love, my loyalty, and my trust for as long as we both shall live. Amen and hallelujah. You can sit down now. So, Mari is going to come and bring us our first reading. This reading is taken from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and beside him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength. And to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any question. (laughs) 
We're going to sing again now and enjoy the fantastic pipe organ that we have here at Bloomsbury. I would invite you to stand and we're going to sing, There's a Wideness in God's Mercy Like the Wideness of the Sea. Please be seated. And now James is going to come and bring us our second reading. The second reading is from Mark chapter 4, verses 30 to 32. With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Now I'd like to invite Sophie to come and minister God's words to us. Everybody, my name is Sophie, and it is such a privilege to be speaking at Sarah and Ben's wedding today. I have affectionately given Ben the nickname Beyonce. <laughs> it's true. I'm sure he would love for you to use it as well. Beyonce is a seamless combination of boyfriend and fiance. Because while Sarah and Ben got engaged in August, there were one or two moments that suggested that they were pretty committed to each other before that. I'm training to be a vicar and I work at Hope Church as part of my training. And Sarah is one of my supervisors. And during one of our one-to-ones, she suddenly got out her phone and took a photo of my hand. Then, a few months later, before an engagement ring had been given, Sarah and Ben asked whether I was free to speak at an important event on Saturday, the 15th of February, 2020. 
And around that time, I found out that Ben had already booked the church and the registrar. <laughs> Sarah and Ben have been excited to make this commitment of marriage to one another for a long time now. And it is so exciting that today is that day. Earlier in the service, we heard Sarah and Ben promise each other their love, their loyalty, and their trust for as long as they live. And it's this promise to love that I want to speak about for the next few minutes. When you Google a definition of the word love, the first thing that comes up is this. Love, an intense feeling of deep affection. Now, I'm sure that Sarah and Ben have intense feelings of deep affection for one another, but I don't think that this is a full or complete definition of what it truly means to love. A promise to love for as long as you live can't simply be sustained on intense feelings. If we are to look for a model of how to love, I believe that there is no greater example than that of Jesus. It wasn't just intense feelings of deep affection that Jesus demonstrated in his life, death, and resurrection. It was unconditional, sacrificial, generous, persevering, radical, enduring love. And I could go on. This is our definition of what it truly looks like to love. And the Bible says that God is love. And that we love because God first loved us. In the passage that we heard earlier, Jesus says that the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. The two greatest commandments are to love. Now, in these greatest commandments, it is a love deeper than simply intense feelings that we are called to. In marriage, Sarah and Ben are called to love each other out of a place of God's love. And they are show, called to show God's love to one another, the kind of love that we witness in the person of Jesus. And together, they are called to share that love with the people around them. And one of the ways that Jesus demonstrated love was by his actions. In the Bible, we read that he healed the sick and he fed the hungry and he spent time with people that society cast aside. And ultimately, he suffered death on a cross because of his great love for us. And in the same way, Sarah and Ben can demonstrate love both for one another and for the people around them by their actions. The second reading that we heard, um, we heard talks about the kingdom of God being like a mustard seed, which when planted grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Yes, this reading mentions birds. Even the Bible passages are on brand at this wedding. <laughs> but it also speaks of something small growing into something significant. I had some mustard seeds in my cupboard, and I've brought one with me in this little jar today. I can confirm that it really is very small, seemingly insignificant. And in the same way, our small actions might feel insignificant, but they can communicate something much bigger than the actions themselves. I asked Sarah and Ben to send me some examples of small actions that the other person has done that have communicated love to them. Ben responded as follows. Sarah sends facts about birds to me as often as she can find them. <laughs> and she cooks soup frequently because it is my favorite. And Sarah said this, Ben is willing to remove dead mice without question and he always remembers poo bags on dog walks, and he is... <laughs> important, important addition to that sentence. And he, <laughs> and he is always prepared to pick up Tia's, Tia's poo, Tia the fox dog. Lovely. <laughs> but actually, these small actions communicate something much bigger than the actions themselves. They communicate love. 
seemingly insignificant actions that have been remembered by the other person. And as well as being called to love one another, together, together Sarah and Ben in their marriage are called to love those around them, to love their neighbours as themselves, and to demonstrate that love by their actions. And I'm sure we've all witnessed ways in which Sarah and Ben have done this individually. I'm particularly reminded of the way that Ben regularly participates in cooking meals for his church. And I'm reminded of the time that Sarah offered to get someone that was homeless whatever he wanted from Costa. Sarah and Ben, you are living out this call to love your neighbour as yourself individually. And I am so excited to see the way that you are going to do this as you seek to love your neighbour together in your marriage. As you move to Cheltenham, as you build friendships, as you get to know the community, as you invest in Cheltenham Network Church. This jar with its barely visible mustard seed is for Sarah and Ben to take away and put somewhere in their new home to be reminded that something so small grows into something significant. So that each time Sarah cooks uh, soup because it's Ben's favourite, or Ben remembers the poo bags on a dog walk, or they host others in their home, they remember that the same is true of their actions. Small actions can communicate great love. And to truly love is to give without expectation of anything in return. To love our neighbour as ourselves without expectation of anything in return. To demonstrate that with our actions without expectation of anything in return. And this is the love that we find in God. By his life and his death and his resurrection, Jesus demonstrates the ultimate act of love. And his love for us is unconditional and abundant and everlasting. And it is with the help of God, who is love and who loves Sarah and Ben unconditionally and everlastingly and abundantly, that they will live out this promise to love one another for as long as they live. We're going to respond by singing Charles Wesley's great hymn, And Can It Be?
Please be seated. I'm going to ask Ben and Sarah to come back up onto the stage. We have more to do. And we're going to be joined by a best man. Have you got, have you got the stuff? Yeah, well done. Good job. <laughs> it's the one job you had to do, but don't mess it up. As a token of the covenant into which you have entered, these rings are given and received. God of steadfast love, by your blessing, may these rings be to Sarah and Ben, symbols of the vow they have made this day and of the covenant into which they have entered. By your grace, help them to be faithful to each other in unbroken love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I give you this ring as a sign of our marriage. With my body, I honor you. All that I am, I give to you. And all that I have, I share with you. Within the love of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then <laughs> oh, I give you this ring as a sign of our marriage. With my body, I honor you. All that I have, I give to you. And all that I am, I share with you. Within the love of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You finished mucking around with rings. <laughs> Let's pray. Before God and in the presence of this congregation, Sarah and Ben have made their solemn vows to each other. They have joined hands and given and received rings, binding themselves in the covenant of marriage. I therefore pronounce them husband and wife in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause. Blessed be the God of marriage who pours out love on us all. Blessed be the God of wedding feast who turns water into wine. Blessed be the God of love and loyalty who makes from two one new creation. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. So Ben and Sarah and the immediate wedding party are going to go and do the legal stuff and the signing of the register. And uh, those who are out here are going to be treated to a great treat. I know, because I've heard the rehearsal. Enjoy.
if I could just say a brief word about our organ here. Philip has been our organist here for 30-something years now, and he has developed this into one of the best musical instruments in London. We have uh, astonishing organ concerts here every month, and Ben has been a, an integral part of the organ concerts in making them run, not, not at a musical level, but at a kind of every other level. <laughs> so uh, the organ is very much an important part of Ben's involvement here at Bloomsbury, and it's worth just marking that for a moment. Okay, we're going to invite uh, Rachel and Mark to come and lead us in prayer. Let us pray. Faithful God, source of life and love, we thank you for Sarah and Ben and for bringing them to this day. Thank you for who you created them to be, for their unique gifts, talents, personalities and quirks. We're grateful, Lord, for all that they mean to us and the privilege that it is to know them. We give you thanks for their families and friends, for the way in which those closest to them have nurtured and loved them, helping to form them into who they are today. God, we give you thanks for your work in their lives, shaping them by your Holy Spirit and enabling them to meet one another. We pray over their marriage, asking that it be life-giving and lifelong. We ask that the foundations of their relationship be always rooted in and strengthened by you. May they daily bring comfort, confidence and compassion to each other as they build a new life together. We pray over their upcoming move to Cheltenham and ask that their home quickly becomes a place of hospitality and peace, laughter and joy. God, would you place them in a neighbourhood with good people around them who can welcome, encourage and love them. We ask, Lord, that in whatever lies ahead, that you be in their discernment. Speak to them clearly about your plans and purposes for their lives, and guide them as they encourage and at times challenge one another. Help them to navigate their individual sense of callings, and to see increasingly how these can coexist and flourish together. We pray, God, that you deepen their relationship daily through their communication and kindness intimacy and compromise. Father, would you lead them in all truth and defend them in times of adversity or difficulty? Finally, God, we ask that Sarah and Ben's marriage be a source of joy to both them and those they meet. Remind us, Lord, to pray for them in the coming months and to cheer them on in all things that they may continue to shine brightly for you. Bless them richly, we ask, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As our service draws towards a close, can I invite you to stand and we will sing together, I cannot tell why he whom angels worship should set his love upon us now or then.
So please remain standing for a blessing, at the end of which Sarah and Ben are going to leave, and you can take photos of them as they leave if you like. But please stay in your seats, because in a minute they're going to come back in again and we've got some photograph ideas. So don't sort of rush out. But let me bless you. As God's own, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness and patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another as the Lord has forgiven you. And crown all these things with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. The grace of Christ attend you. The love of God surround you. The Holy Spirit keep you. That you may live in faith, abound in hope and grow in love. Now and always. Amen. Amen.